0: Welcome to Red Maryland's Election Focus, a podcast focusing on the 2018 Maryland state and local elections with interviews with candidates, leading political consultants, and political newsmakers. Here's your host, Greg Klein.
1: Hello and welcome to an all-new installment of Red Maryland's Election Focus, where we interview candidates with an eye towards this year's election. Tonight we've got a great group of interviews from a very diverse group of Uh, candidates first up after the break you'll hear from bradley lang who is running for the republican state central committee of baltimore county a little later on you'll hear from michael brown who is running from the house of delegates in district 10 you'll hear from harvey jacobs who is running for the house of delegates from district 15 and then we'll wind up with an interview with stephanie boston who is running for the state senate in district 10 as well Uh, we appreciate all our candidates coming on So after the break, you'll hear from Bradley Lang. You're listening to Red Maryland's Election Focus on the Red Maryland Network.
0: You can subscribe to all of our Red Maryland Network programming on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and the TuneIn Radio app. You can also listen to the Red Maryland Network by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash redmaryland or visit the home base for all things Red Maryland, redmaryland.com.
2: Do you think public buildings in the state of Maryland are unsafe for birds? Yes, birds. Well, your lawmakers in Annapolis do. In fact, they've introduced House Bill 986, which would require the Department of General Services to establish standards for public buildings to, quote, minimize adverse impacts on birds. Yes, that's the exact language from the bill. Well, whether you think this is a good idea or a complete waste of time, there's a new app that makes engaging your elected officials on issues like this one easier than ever. It's called Civics, spelled C-V-X, and it puts government in the palm of your hand. With Civics, you can do a number of things, including read the full, unaltered text of bills making their way through Annapolis, get direct phone numbers and emails for your legislators there, and even keep track of upcoming elections and research who is running. Civics is the last political app you will ever need. You'll have no more excuses to not contact your elected officials and hold them accountable. And part of the app proceeds go to support nonpartisan civic literacy efforts. It's easy to download. Just go to www.cvx4u.com. That's cvx4u.com to download it. The iPhone version is out now. The Android version will be coming out this spring. Again, that's www.cvx4u.com. Civics, it puts government in the palm of your hand.
1: Welcome back. We're joined now by Bradley Lang, who is running for the Baltimore County Republican State Central Committee. Bradley, thanks for joining us. Hi how are you? I, I'm, I'm doing great I appreciate you giving us some time today to talk about your campaign tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're running for the uh, Republican State Central Committee in Baltimore County.
3: Well I'm I'm a high school student at Eastern Technical High School I'm 17 years old right now I'll be 18 by the election um, which just makes the age requirement to run. Um, the, the biggest reason I would like to be in the central committee and the biggest thing I think I can do to change it is to help bring young people in. I watched the Republican party lose the entire previous generation, the millennials. And I don't want to sit and watch them lose mine, which is the centennials. Um, so things I've done already to do that is I started the first chapter of t- Teenage Republicans uh, at my high school. Uh, it's the it's the first of such a club in the in Baltimore County, and it uh, there used to be a state chapter that has been disbanded. Um, I'm I'd like to you know start. May help bring that to more schools, uh, helping students who are interested in that, um, focusing on young Republicans, college Republicans, and teenage Republicans, which so many people haven't even heard of.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Tell, um, us, tell us a little bit, as a member of the Central Committee, what are the things you think that the Central Committee t- can do uh, to get folks in your age group more involved in Republican politics?
3: Well, I think... A lot of times, uh, people, you know, in the, I, I, in the Central Committee and just of the Republican Party in general, look at young people as kind of like a lost cause for their party or look at them like, you know, they're young, they're not going to be Republican now. Wait a couple of years, you know, they'll come around. Um, you can't really have that approach to it. Um, there's, I, I've read studies that say, my generation is the most conservative since those born before World War II. That's good news, but only if uh, the Republicans can take advantage of that.
1: Well, what are some of the uh, some of the issues that you think uh, Republicans ought to focus on when it comes to talking with young people and and this uh, your your generation particularly? Um, Are they different issues than Republicans talk about in general or there's some some specific concerns or is it, as you say, just, you know, understand that this generation isn't a lost cause. They all don't think the same way and that there's some opportunities there that are being missed.
3: Well, I think my generation, just from what I've seen with conservatives that are my age, a lot of them just, you know, they they look at all issues the same as anybody, but some people who are a little less, uh, well-versed in, you know, in what's going on around them. Um, what they'll tend to look for is, um, more social issues as opposed to economic and foreign policy. They don't, they don't find that interesting. They don't, they don't see it as, uh, affecting them as much, although I'm sure they will soon, especially with economics. Cause, cause most young people aren't, uh, you know, they're either in school or the only economic factor in their lives is college. Um, but social issues, um, cons- con- young conservatives tend to be more libertarian about them. Um, but they, they fall everywhere. But yeah, I think, I think the best thing is just not ignoring them, listening to them, and encouraging them to, you know, be a part of, you know, community events and, you know, learn what's going on around them. Because so many young conservatives just don't know, you know, they, they don't know that a central committee exists where they can, you know, see what's going on in the party, see what they like and what they don't like, well, as well have- as, you know, just do anything to make their voice heard.
1: Well, let me ask you from your own experience, what are the things that led you to be uh, a, a Republican? I don't know if you're more conservative or libertarian, but what is it that that brought you to this point, to the point that you actually want to get more involved?
3: Well, I've, I've liked politics for a long time. And, you know, during this past uh, this past presidential election, that's what really pulled me into it started volunteering on campaigns. I'm a boy scout. Um, so that, uh, through different events that elected officials are at, I started meeting them and opportunities to, um, increase my involvement. And through that, I increased my knowledge of local and state issues, which is another thing young people don't really know about because they only watch national news. Um, and then I, uh, I, wish I, was, uh, I volunteer. I would... <laughs> um, currently, I interned for Councilman David Marks. Okay. And I'm, I'm actually a, a page intern in uh, Annapolis down at the State House. Great. Um,
1: well, I can tell you when you talking... yeah
3: just just seeing the people in the community brought me into it.
1: Okay. The, the elected
3: officials, that is.
1: Well that's great. That's wonderful. And there's some great people that you that you've mentioned. And by the way, when you talk about young people only watching national news, that's not just young people, that's everybody. Uh, it's one of the reasons why we do what we do here at redmaryland.com because people at every strata don't pay attention to what's going on locally. So uh, I I'm right. not gonna you're not gonna outgrow that unfortunately, and we appreciate you um, getting involved. Um uh, now, you you've said you worked on campaigns. You you've gotten involved. Um, what is it? Now we talked about get, reaching out as a member of central committee to um, young people. But in general, of course, the the state central committee is helping to get people elected. Uh, we've got a big election coming up this year. Uh, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on that and how the central committee can work to help not just folks in your generation, but in general. Uh, get more Republicans elected in Baltimore County
3: Well um, there well the Republic the Republican Central Committee's biggest job is to, you know get people elected. Um so I think um, when they do things like you know, voter registration drives, things like and, and doing that through clubs. Um you know, I mean, I, I think they're doing a a fairly well job uh, currently, but there's more they can do, especially with younger people. Um, but you know, they they have a decent amount of money. Um, it's but this this uh, this coming election, it's very important. Um, there's a a lot on the line with gerrymandering and everything like that with the governor and state senate races especially um, and also important the, the delegates races of course um, but doing things like uh, getting people registered and getting them active as soon as they're able to vote as soon as they turn 18. Um, most people when they're 18 they don't they don't know about politics or they don't care. And especially when they're conservative, a lot, there's a stigma in Maryland that Republicans just aren't around and that's just not the case. So they, they feel left out um, and they're unjustified in that feeling. And the, the word just needs to get out
1: better. Okay, great. Let me ask you as, as someone who's, uh, 17, running for Central Committee. What's the reaction you're getting when you talk to people about doing this?
3: Well, most people look at it like... I, I They're like, are you, are you even old enough? Um, that's the first reaction I get. But then people are like, wow, that's really good. It's good that young people are getting into it. Um, and, I mean that's that's generally the same reaction I get from everybody Um, from from people who are older than me from people who are my age a little bit younger they're like wow that's really cool you know they're looking at me like maybe I could do that so if I can serve as an inspiration to other young people to get involved because I think another big thing that would help bring young people into it are young faces in the party. Sure. And that is, that is one thing, at least I'm from, you know, the East side of Baltimore County. We have a lot of young Republicans in office and, you know, on the national level, people think of all politicians and, but even more so Republicans is like, you know, you know, old guys, um, young people, Give it, you know, a fresh look, a fresh face, and that will attract the younger people.
1: Absolutely. For folks who want to talk to you more, find out more about your campaign, maybe maybe help you out, uh, where can they get more information?
3: Well, the best way to contact me would be through my email account. That's BradleyL0717 at gmail.com.
1: And are there any events coming out that you'll, you'll be at or that you're holding that folks can get a chance to meet you?
3: Um, well, I like to go to as many events as I can. Um, community events, town halls, um, campaign events. Um, I, I, nothing specific. I'm not having any events for myself. Okay, um, But...
1: Well, if, uh, if, go ahead. If,
3: if it's happening in the community, then there's a good chance I'll be
1: there. Good. Well, I hope people come out and uh, and meet you and talk about you and and find out more about what you're trying to do for the party. Uh, Bradley Lang, running for the Baltimore County Republican State Central Committee. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.
2: Do you think public buildings in the state of Maryland are unsafe for birds? Yes, birds. Well, your lawmakers in Annapolis do. In fact, they've introduced House Bill 986, which would require the Department of General Services to establish standards for public buildings to, quote, minimize adverse impacts on birds. Yes, that's the exact language from the bill. Well, whether you think this is a good idea or a complete waste of time, there's a new app that makes engaging your elected officials on issues like this one easier than ever. It's called Civics, spelled C-V-X, and it puts government in the palm of your hand. With Civics, you can do a number of things, including read the full, unaltered text of bills making their way through Annapolis, get direct phone numbers and emails for your legislators there, and even keep track of upcoming elections and research who is running. Civics is the last political app you will ever need. You'll have no more excuses to not contact your elected officials and hold them accountable. And part of the app proceeds go to support nonpartisan civic literacy efforts. It's easy to download. Just go to www.cvx4u.com. That's cvx4u.com to download it. The iPhone version is out now. The Android version will be coming out this spring. Again, that's www.cvx4u.com. Civics, it puts government in the palm of your hand.
0: You were listening to Maryland's most respected conservative voice, Red Maryland.
1: Welcome back. We're joined now by Harvey Jacobs, who is running for the Maryland House of Delegates from District 15. Mr. Jacobs, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're running for the House of Delegates in District 15.
4: Well, um, I have been a practicing attorney for the last 33 years and have been a a resident of uh, Montgomery County, Maryland, for about 30 of those years. And I have seen the uh, the, uh, the area deteriorate in, uh, in that time, including things like uh, the, the roads and the schools, and uh, decided that uh, in the current political climate, it was time to actually stop complaining about things and uh, try to get something done.
1: Well, for folks who aren't familiar, uh, what communities included, are included in District 15? Where is that located?
4: Yeah, District 15 um, starts in Potomac on the south side and runs literally from Potomac Village all the way out the Potomac River to White's Ferry on the west, uh, Frederick County border on the north, and on the east it sort of runs um, west of I-270. So it, it includes communities like uh, Potomac, North Potomac, Darnestown, Poolsville, Clarksburg, Barnesville, Um,
1: those areas. Well, you touched on some of the reasons why you were running some issues, but what are the big issues uh, in the campaign, either that you're out talking about or that you're hearing about from constituents as you campaign?
4: Sure. I am uh, focusing on, on basically four issues. Um, the first is uh, traffic and surface transportation. Um, in the down part of the county, the southern part of the county where uh, in my district, um, traffic is just abominable. The condition of the roads is abominable. Um, The signaling is all out of sequence. I'm not sure when they last uh, analyzed these things, but um, there's an enormous amount of time wasted waiting on red lights where where there's no other traffic in the area. Um, The the area has uh, installed speed cameras to basically spy on us and right turn on red cameras, which are basically taxes on the individual. Um that's, that's the one day-to-day what I call quality of life issue that uh, I think uniformly when I speak around the area and I ask who has been uh, taxed by a red light camera, literally 99% of the hands go up and everybody shakes their head and they're, they're just sick of it. And so that's one of my issues is to try to rein in the, the, uh, the, you know, the street camera issues, the right turn on red camera issues, as well as the signaling. Um, Governor Hogan has proposed some smart signaling ad, uh, agendas and adaptive signaling so that uh, traffic can be rerouted into uh, other less uh, less congested roads. Uh, traffic would be my my number one issue. Um,
0: okay. My other issue
4: are, are the schools uh, the Montgomery county public schools have have been known to be you know some of the best schools in the country in the past, but I think that those rankings and those results have uh, also tremendously deteriorated in the uh, thirty years that i 've been a uh, county resident. Um, the budget is over the operating budget alone is over two point five six billion dollars that 's billion with a b. Um, and only 27% of that is provided by the state contribution. And uh, I would propose to try to bring more of, the, more of our tax dollars from Annapolis back to the county and not to put into the administrators' pocketbooks, but to put them into the teachers' themselves' uh, pocketbooks so they can uh, be paid what they're, uh, what they're worth. Um, the third area is regulation. Um, as I'd mentioned, i would mentioned, I've been a, uh, a small business real estate attorney basically my whole legal career and I have seen, uh, for example, when one goes to buy a house in the in the county, uh, in the district and in the state, the number of documents that you need to now sign typically tips the scale at uh, 150 pages of legalese, uh, disclosures requirements, um, basically it's a meaningless amount of disclosure. I happen to read these documents because that's my job, and I'm one of those kinds of attorneys that read the fine print, but I dare say um, no normal layman would read 150 pages of legalese in the one hour that's allotted for their settlement. So I'm looking to try to reduce the burden, uh, again, a day-to-day quality of life burden on our citizens that the government imposes. Um, the, 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 the fourth issue, and it kind of um, is the root of all this evil that we see in our, our political system today, is the horrible gerrymandering that we have in our state and in our districts. Um, again, Governor Hogan has proposed a nonpartisan redistricting commission. I wholeheartedly support his efforts to try to bring some sanity to our districting. Um, that would reduce or eliminate the, quote-unquote, safe districts that we see in our, in our state legislature and, frankly, our federal legislature, and um, would, uh, would, would provide for a more accountable leadership. Um, we saw that in our county recently with term limits being overwhelmingly voted for, and we're seeing that uh, the county executive can no longer uh, run for re-election in this cycle, and I believe it's five of our nine Montgomery County council members can no longer run that alone should be an indication of the fact that they have all been there too long and uh... i myself would pledge to limit myself to two terms in the house of delegates and i would frankly urge all of the other candidates running for house of delegates to limit themselves to two terms
1: well fantastic let me ask you a couple follow-up on those because those are obviously some some great issues uh... with regard to traffic you talked about some of the specific things in in your district obviously Uh, Governor Hogan is trying to trying to improve particularly surface transportation around the state. A lot of talk and some some big projects, uh, public private partnerships with regard to improving 270 and and uh, the D.C. Beltway. Um, and, And of course, there's always talk about maybe a second crossing over the Potomac as well. I'm curious to get your thoughts on some of those larger scale projects.
4: Um, i uh, travel uh 270 literally on a daily basis um, i as well as the i495 uh beltway and um, widening those roads and taking other steps to allow more traffic to flow onto i270 and to i495 i wholeheartedly support i think governor hogan is doing a great job in trying to uh um, you know decongest our highways, and so I would be in favor of. Uh, I am in favor of, of uh, widening those roads and taking any other steps that might be necessary to allow more traffic to flow on I-270 and 495. They are the the primary arteries uh, in our district. Um, as far as the second crossing, um, I, I, uh, I I think there are pros and cons to that. Um, but um, uh, generally speaking, I think I would be in favor of a second crossing uh, to alleviate the burden on the existing crossings into Virginia and to allow our um, our region to work uh, together uh, to solve uh, the entire traffic problem that the entire region uh, suffers from.
1: Let me ask you, that on, on education, obviously there's a lot we could talk about. You mentioned, sure. you mentioned some yeah. important things. The governor, of course, came out this week, talked about his plan to to guarantee to put into a lockbox some of the gambling money that was always supposed to be intended for education but had been pushed into other state spending. I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. And you mentioned the the reapportionment and trying to get, and I'm sure there are a lot of folks in a lot of parts of the state that would like to see more of their tax dollars or state tax dollars come back to their communities with regard to schools. Um, uh, and, of course, you know, we heavily subsidize certain parts of the state, like Baltimore City, Uh, I'm curious to get your reaction to what the governor is proposing and how you see uh, an ability for the kind of reapportionment and kind of reallocation of state funds that could uh, be a little more equitable, at least as far as those who pay in and get less back.
4: Okay. Um, Yeah, with respect to the lockbox from the casino funds, absolutely um, overdue. Um, the uh, The casinos, as I recall, were basically sold on the proposition that it would it would provide tremendous amount of funding for uh, education in, in this state, which has always been a high priority and should continue to be a high priority for all the leadership in this state. Um, I wholeheartedly support the governor 's proposal to make sure that that money gets locked down and earmarked uh, for for education um, specifically uh... some of that should be earmarked uh... for school security I mean we've we we're reeling from you know the most recent you know school shooting uh... in florida the horrible uh... school shooting in parkland and uh... was just talking to some of the of my fellow candidates this morning about some of the solutions that we can implement and i think uh... uh... we do have some some ideas that uh... are based in fact and not in fear and i would uh... again support the uh, use of the casino uh, funds for schools and specifically a portion of that for school security and safety. Um, With respect to um, uh, more equitable distribution, you're right every delegate should be going to annapolis hoping to bring a larger piece of the budget back to their district it's not going to be easy to do um, we do have excellent schools in montgomery county but they have been better in the past and they should and they will become better in the future uh... when when uh, more common sense delegates like myself go to annapolis um, i think that um, reapportioning the budget, the operating budget, the 2.56 billion dollar operating budget, um, for uh, to, to reach the intended recipients. And in, in my view, the, you know, the teachers themselves, the people that are actually in the classroom, um, they should be given much greater discretion those funds and to just let them teach without having to let them teach to some state or federal standard. Uh, I think that with the education question, um, that should be a local question. If you want to move to an area that has better schools and you're willing to pay the higher property taxes, that's fine. Um, The state should recognize that as well and reward excellence and not reward failure.
1: Uh, Let me change gears a little bit here. Uh, Currently, there aren't any Republican members of the General Assembly from Montgomery County obviously redistricting is a big part of that you touched on that I'm curious to to what reaction you're getting to your campaign and and uh, what folks in that area think about the governor and the job he's
4: doing. Uh, I'll speak to those questions um, it's it's actually been extremely encouraging um, as you may be aware the, there is a vacant seat now in legislative district 15 and one of the incumbents has just uh, been elected one time so he, he doesn't have a, a long history of serving in the legislature. Um, I am um, very in, encouraged by the democrats and the independents that I am speaking with uh, on a daily basis um, who who do want to send a common sense candidate to Annapolis? Um, they are basically fed up with the, um, the, the "we know better than thou" approach to the existing legislature. Um, you're right; it has been decades since we've had Republicans uh, in the in the delegation. Um, but I think that the fact that uh, the citizens uh, of all uh, of all labels voted term limits is a very strong indication that they're looking for fresh ideas they're looking for fresh candidates um, they're not looking for career politicians uh... to just uh, make a nest in annapolis and uh... and and hand down the pronouncements i think they're looking for people like uh... like me to go there and shake things up and work with the governor um, to implement his proposals. Um, I think that uh, the, the governor is hugely popular in Montgomery County and in our district, um, simply because he, ha- he has uh, demonstrated that he's willing to work uh, with the Democrats in the legislature, and he has been willing to serve all parts of the state. Um, and uh, uh, so I'm finding it a very welcome uh welcome exchange that uh um knowing that we have a, a hugely popular governor and he is uh, doing things in our county he's for example he's going to be in our county once again today um you know, talking with the, the public and uh, meeting with the folks um I, I, i'm getting a, a pretty strong welcome that they uh, they want more people like governor hogan who will work with uh with all parts of the district and with all uh, you know all uh Labels, if you will, Democrats, Independents, and Republicans.
1: Well, fantastic. Our, our time is winding down. For folks who want to ask you some more questions or find out how they can help out with your campaign, where can they get more information?
4: Okay, great. Um, they can visit our website, which is jacobs, the number 4MD at gmail.com. Again, that's jacobs, J A C O B S. The number 4MD at gmail.com. They can certainly call the campaign headquarters at 240-442-VOTE, V-O-T-E, and uh, email us at, uh, or email us at uh, jacobs4MD at gmail.com.
1: And do you have any events coming up you want to let people know about, or maybe places they? Can I meet? do.
4: Uh, I have a um, we, we have a Monday meet and greet every Monday. We're we're meeting in various precincts, and I have a tea that uh, that has been sponsored for me, uh, and that's on the twenty fourth at two thirty in the afternoon at a in Park Potomac at the coffee house called
0: Phila Carey.
1: Fantastic. Well, Harvey Jacobs, who is running for the House of Delegates in District Fifteen, thank you for joining us.
0: It's been a pleasure. Thank you you can subscribe to all of our red maryland network programming on itunes stitcher spreaker and the tune in radio app you can also listen to the red maryland network by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash red maryland or visit the home base for all things red maryland redmaryland.com welcome back we're joined now by michael brown who is
1: running for the maryland house of delegates in district 10 mr brown thanks for joining us
5: good morning and thanks for having me on
1: well, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you've decided to run for the House of Delegates in District 10.
5: Okay, well, I'm a long time uh, a Merliner. Uh, I've taught at uh, Bogey State University. Um, I worked for the state for 35 years. I retired in, in, in 2013. Um, my family is from Annapolis, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a Marine. Um, and I'm running because it's time that we put the issues in front of all the voters. Uh, as I look at District 10, it was a district that was jury by the Democrats to give them more influence in the legislature and in the area. I'm running because it's time for us to, to stop letting the Democrats run over top of us. Um, I support the governor wholeheartedly on term limits. As I look at the current incumbents in District 10, they serve on the District Committee and they're the elected officials. Why it's not illegal? It's not ethical. That they are the ones who have both sides. They're they're not recruiting new members. They're not educating. It's just it's, it's a sham. And I, time, I think it's time to address it. Term limits.
1: Okay. Well, for folks who aren't familiar, tell us where District 10 is. What communities that includes?
5: District 10 is around the town, Owens Mills, and Brices Town. it's at the Beltway. Runs all the way to the to the almost to the Carroll County line from security all the way out to Orange Mills Boulevard and, and beyond in that
1: community. Well, tell us a little bit. You mentioned some of the you mentioned term limits and supporting the governor. What are some other issues that uh, you're hearing about when you go out on the campaign trail, or that you're talking about with voters?
5: Okay. Well, again, education. You keep hearing these Democrats talk about we're number one. We're number one in education. But if you look at the numbers and they're talking about you know, closing the, the graduation gap. They're graduating children who won't be able to be a service to anybody. The numbers are horrible. Um, uh, I currently am licensed to carry in many states, and I don't like the way how Maryland is making it a privilege when it's a right. So I'm a full supporter of the Second Amendment. Um, uh, the whole thing about sustainable communities in our district, uh, because the elected officials don't have a relationship with with the federal government and the county doesn't have a relationship with anybody. Um, The entire district is not declared as sustainable when it it should be. So, so they've chosen which communities to, to assist. And my job is to serve the entire district, you know, you know, from from one border to the other and then to form coalitions across the government agencies, where the federal government, who have to declare it sustainable, the county has to has to offer it up to the state and it has to be done. I'm looking to represent the whole district. It's time for the advocate to also be your voice, and that's what i want to be. I want to be the voice and the advocate for district 10.
1: Well, let's start a couple, let me ask you a couple follow ups about those issues because a lot of important issues there on on education, uh, what are some things that you'd like to do as a member of the House of Delegates? Obviously, uh, the governor announced a to, to, uh, plan to improve funding for it. There's lots of talk about different reforms that are going on. What are some specific things maybe you'd like to see the, the legislature do uh, to improve education?
5: Well, first of all, the problem is children so can't read. And it's not just that it's not money. The money is being spent wrongly. We need more money on programming, not giving money to build new schools because your friend is in construction, okay? I I look at how the the schools feed into each other. We have kids who are failing in the third grade, and we send them to the ninth grade with the same bad practices, the same uh, uninformed uh, programs that do not teach children how to live in the future that's coming. They're they're not future ready. It's because they can't read. And it's not—it's not money. It's been spent in the wrong way. More money has to go into programming, and less money into construction.
1: Okay, let me ask you some follow-up on the Second Amendment. Obviously, gun issues are a big—a uh, big issue in the General Assembly every year. It's—it's—it's it's, it's an important issue for a lot of folks I know who listen to this show. Uh, you mentioned concealed carry. Uh, what are some other specific issues and? And maybe you want to respond to some of the bills that are coming out in the legislature now when it comes to uh, gun rights and Second Amendment rights.
5: Okay, well, again, uh, first of all, Maryland should be issuing licenses for people who are 21, no criminal records, the thing about background checks, their background checks on everything. We need to look more at mental health issues. Okay. Um, again, I'm currently in my, one of the persons in my church. I like the, uh, the bill on forward that persons in the church who are licensed and have been vetted should be allowed to wear their gun in church when sanctioned by the church hierarchy. You know, people go into places, I think, because they know people are not armed. Maryland allows you to have a gun to protect your money, but not your family. I'd rather have a gun with my family in the car in A gun because I got money in the car.
1: That's ignorant, and it's time to change it. All right, let me ask: How's what's the reaction that you're getting so far uh, to the campaign as you've been running in District 10?
5: I've been I've been getting great response, and again, it's across all party lines. I I got the Democrats, I got the persons who are not affiliated, I got the Republicans, those who are saying party is not important as progress. And I've been welcome uh, across the district, across race, sex, the whole nine yards. People want a government that's responded to their issues, not their skin color, their sex, or anything like that. It's time for service and not lip service.
1: Let me ask you a similar question. You mentioned supporting Governor Hogan. How is Governor Hogan being received with the voters in District 10? Uh, I worked with his campaign last time around, District 10. He does well in District 10. Uh fact, he does well
5: across the state, again, because he's a governor for the entire state. And that's why I support him and I support his positions on education. I support his, his, his legislation on lockbox. We've been duped every time they say money, 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 casino money for education. But they've never made it a line item to lock the money down and use for programming. It's time for us to look at uh, doing it the correct way. And and the correct way doesn't mean Democrat or Republican or Independent. It means you as a citizen and Maryland cares
1: about the future. Well, for folks who might want to ask you some more questions or find out more about your campaign, how can they get in touch with you? Well, my personal cell number is 410-279-9220.
5: And it's Brown Sr., at
1: Gmail. Great. Are there any events that you're having or that you'll be attending where folks can get to meet you and talk with you? Well, we're actually
5: right now uh, putting together at at, at Kitchen cabinet, as they call it. And um,
1: pretty soon I'll be announcing my formal campaign, you know, like in mid-March. Well, fantastic. Well, Michael Brown, who is running for the House of Delegates in District 10, thank you for joining us. And, and thank you. And
5: again, the voters in the district understand that I plan to be not just a district delegate. You know, we have to be able to reach hands across the state, form the coalitions between federal, county and state, bring services first to my district and then
1: to the state of Maryland. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us again. Thank you, sir.
2: Do you think public buildings in the state of Maryland are unsafe for birds? Yes, birds. Well, your lawmakers in Annapolis do. In fact, they've introduced House Bill 986, which would require the Department of General Services to establish standards for public buildings to, quote, minimize adverse impacts on birds. Yes, that's the exact language from the bill. Well, whether you think this is a good idea or a complete waste of time, there's a new app that makes engaging your elected officials on issues like this one easier than ever. It's called Civics, spelled C-V-X, and it puts government in the palm of your hand. With Civics, you can do a number of things, including read the full, unaltered text of bills making their way through Annapolis, get direct phone numbers and emails for your legislators there, and even keep track of upcoming elections and research who is running. Civics is the last political app you will ever need. You'll have no more excuses to not contact your elected officials and hold them accountable. And part of the app proceeds go to support nonpartisan civic literacy efforts. It's easy to download. Just go to www.cvx4u.com That's cvx4u.com to download it. The iPhone version is out now. The Android version will be coming out this spring again that's www.cvx the number for you.com civics it puts government in the palm of your hand
0: you were listening to maryland's most respected conservative voice red maryland welcome back we're joined now by stephanie
1: boston who is running for the maryland state senate from district 10 Ms. boston thanks for joining us
6: well good morning thank you for having me
1: tell us a little bit about yourself and why you've decided to run for the state senate a little bit about myself I
6: am a uh, originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, and a graduate of Miami University of Ohio, an educator of 27 years. I worked for the uh, Baltimore City County and for the Department of Juvenile Services, uh, the, the widow, three children um, in the Randallstown area. Um, what else you want to know? <laughs> um, love my community. And I'm serving. I, I uh, enjoy leadership and know that
1: our community
6: can do better.
1: For folks who don't know where District 10 is, tell us where that's located.
6: District 10 is located in, in the northwest region of Baltimore County. Uh, it includes uh, Randallstown, Owens Mills, and the town area, all the way over to the Carroll County uh, line. Okay.
1: Okay. Um- what, let me ask you this. You mentioned you have a background as an educator. What are some of the issues that have gotten you into the race or some of the issues you're hearing about as you go around and, and talk with voters?
6: Well, one of the issues that I have with education, first of all, is that when you hear um, elected officials talk about education, they're really repeating what the union has said. No one really – well, teachers really don't have a voice because teachers aren't really allowed to speak with uh, speak with or to the press or anything of this sort. So their voice really isn't heard. And, and the the truth is, you know, people, elected officials really don't know what's going on in our schools and in our district, you know, we have uh, our current County executive, I was just in a meeting where he's touting that Baltimore County has 90% graduation rate and that, he's virtually closed the graduation gap between African Americans and white students. But if you actually go look at the standardized test scores, which are predictors uh, of the success of students, you know, in in my district, we have um, um, high schoolers only with a 21% passing rate. We have a middle school that only has an 8% passing rate rate on on these standardized tests and so my question to him was what were these innovative educational policies that you put in place in the classrooms that you get 90 percent uh 90 graduation rate what quality of education are our students have um are they prepared for the the skilled labor force no and and so that's one of the issues with education really addressing the root causes of what's really going on. And and our, our elected officials either aren't aware of it or they just repeat what has been told to them um, by the Democratic Party.
1: What what are some of the things that you'd like to see? You, you I think you've talked about the problems very well. What are some of the things you'd like to see the legislature <laughs> particularly do to help improve the state of education in, in District 10 and, and across Maryland?
6: Well, I mean, we've already heard about the scandals and and the, the shortcomings of the school systems in Baltimore city, Prince George's County. It's just a matter of time before the light is really shown on Baltimore County. What is, what is the root cause? Why aren't our children being successful? Well, one is our children can't read and we need to go back to basics with reading. And then secondly, one of the things I would like to do is, is redirect some of the mon- the monies that are given to the schools. We just hear about construction, construction, construction. Buildings are great, but if the educational programs and integrity and the rigor of, of, of our education is not present, you can have the prettiest building and, and our children are performing so poorly. And we are creating an underclass because of the lack of education. And if you look at Amazon, you know, Baltimore City and a lot of different areas, even Baltimore County were, were uh, wooing the Amazon headquarters to come to our district. But w- if you look at their criteria of one of the things they were looking for, it was skilled labor force. We don't have a skilled labor force. And another thing we don't have in our district is poor transport, public transportation, and so we need to address a lot of different things when we start talking about how can we make uh, our areas viable and sustainable. And so, again, I would love to have redirect some of the school money, not more money, just redirect some of those funds so that we can have remedial reading programs after school and summer programs to help our students become at least grade level
1: and uh,
6: functional
1: uh, human beings. Let me ask you, as you go out and campaign and talk with voters, what's the reaction you're getting to, to your message? And, and I'm curious how how the governor is viewed in, in that part of the state as well.
6: Um, how can I say this? I really don't hear really negative things about the governor. Um, we, we have to distinguish between the governor and the president. Okay. And, and, um, and I just tell them that point blank. You know, if we're going to talk about Trump, then, yeah, we're going to have conflicts and and you know i don't agree with all the policies and all the things that has occurred but when we're talking about state level government and and governor hogan there really isn't any animosity or or disagreement and so i enjoy that that there you know there's a reason why he has the approval rating that he has he's doing a fairly decent job and people really can't complain about the job he's doing is, is everyone going to agree with uh, everything that he does? No. You know, however, overall, it's a very good rating. One of the things that I would like to do is have all levels of government working together, building a relationship so that the state um, and the federal state and the local government are working together for the betterment of our district. Because there are a lot of different things that are going on that's available, different resources that are available that our district is not receiving or only part of the district is receiving. And so I would like to utilize all the resources that are available so that we can make make our uh, district a viable and, and sustainable community.
1: Beyond the education issue, which is obviously a really important one uh, for your campaign and for folks in general, what do you see as some of the other challenges that are facing uh, District 10 that you'd like to help, Tackle as a member of the state Senate
6: well, one of the problems that we have besides our demographics changing, um, district ten is a microcosm of a lot of the state issues that are going on. We have a tremendous homeless problem in District ten, um, and one of those issues is is homelessness for men. We hear a lot about homelessness for women and children, and there are our resource resources available even though there there's not enough, but for men, it's, it's almost nothing for men and homeless men in shelters. Um, But public transportation, um, as I indicated before, our demographics have changed drastically. And, and in order for us to quote, get people working and jobs and things of this sort, they have to be able to get out of the district to get to those jobs. And so, you know, I know right now the public transportation and MTA are having issues with the subway system. And I know that um, um, my district is right at the end at Owens Mills Station. And we have a lot of people coming from Carroll County and Owens Mills, Ricestown area that utilize that subway system every day. And it has been a nightmare for them to get from, you know, the western part of the County into the city to work, and so public reliable public transportation is a problem. And I also want to address our small business. Um, we have um, a lot of different pockets of development, uh, a lot of unique uh, historic uh, communities. a uh, Town, you know, historic district. Randallstown is a totally different uh, community. And so is the Woodlawn Security Area. And so we have you know, three different uh, business districts, and, and, and so they're gonna need three different business plans to revitalize those districts. And so how can the resources that the, the government ha- provides, how can that best be utilized so that we can revitalize and, and redevelop uh, those, those areas? So, so those are, are some of the things I would like to look into uh, I don't want people to think that I'm just education, education, education. But education is important. It is our foundation in order for us to become, you know, the, the, the great district that I, I envision for us to have.
1: So, Well, I'm sure folks who have a lot more uh, questions they want to ask you, how can people find out more or get in touch with you and support your campaign? I could be reached at electstephanieboston at
6: gmail.com or you could, uh, yeah, I would say my website. My website is stephanieboston.com, and uh, I can be reached at 410-369-8708 for any further questions or concerns. I am having a fundraiser on March 24th um, at the Maryland Classified Employees Association Union on Rutherford Road in, in Woodlawn, and uh, you can go on my site and find that. So. Those are just a couple of things that I um, I am doing.
1: Well, fantastic. We'll put a link up at redmaryland.com as well. Well, Stephanie Boston running for the state Senate in District 10. Thank you for taking some time and giving it to us this morning.
6: Well, thank you for having me on your show, and I look forward to serving.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. You were listening to Maryland's most respected conservative voice, Red Maryland. You can subscribe to all of our Red Maryland Network programming on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and the TuneIn Radio app. You can also listen to the Red Maryland Network by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash redmaryland or visit the home base for all things Red Maryland, redmaryland.com.
1: Welcome back. Thank you for listening to tonight's installment of Red Maryland's Election Focus. I want to thank our candidates again, Bradley Lang, Michael Brown, Harvey Jacobs, and Stephanie Boston. I also want to thank our sponsor for tonight's show. I urge you to check all of them out. There will be links at redmaryland.com. You can check out more about these candidates and urge you to do so. Uh, I think... From this episode, of course, if you go back and listen to our other episodes in the Election Focus series, you see that the Maryland Republican Party has a very good group of diverse, interesting candidates at every level of government throughout the state, and that's just a smattering that you got tonight, and I encourage you to Uh, Let your friends know about this show and and what we're doing at Red Maryland to get the word out to candidates. I think, as uh, Bradley pointed out, a lot of people just focus on national issues and they don't pay attention to what's going on uh, locally. And that's one of the reasons why we do what we do at Red Maryland. And Red Maryland's election focus is an important part of that. And helping us by just sharing what we do and sharing it with your friends and listening is a big part of doing that. So we appreciate your support. Folks, we'd love to get your feedback. You can send us an email, Red Maryland. At gmail.com, you can also comment on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash maryland. We're on Twitter as well, at Red maryland. Of course, you can always leave a comment at the home base for all things redmaryland, redmaryland.com. We have lots of great programming on our Red Maryland network. Sunday nights, Brian Griffiths hosts a show called The Air Raid. Uh, Tuesdays, I host a show called The Conservative Refuge. Brian and I host the flagship show of our Red Maryland network, red maryland radio every thursday night and of course every week uh we have an all-new red maryland election focus heading up towards this year's election we encourage you to check that out you can listen to all of our red maryland network programming by subscribing wherever you get podcasts we're on itunes we're on uh, the google play store we're on stitcher spreaker the tune in radio app You can find us there. Just search Red Maryland Network. It's all absolutely free. Of course, you can go to blogtalkradio.com slash Red Maryland and listen to all of the shows in the entire history of the network. We've been podcasting now for about seven years, so there's a lot of great content there. And of course, if you remember nothing else, you can always go to redmaryland.com and click and listen to our shows there, and you can always use the search feature to find one that you missed. So uh, once again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Please do share this and let people know about what we're doing. If you're a candidate or know a candidate, we'd love to have you on a future installment of Red Maryland's Election Focus. Again, just send us an email, redmaryland at gmail.com. And with that, let me say thank you again for listening. My name is Greg Klein. Hang in there. We will get there.